Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. I can change a diaper with one hand. That's the fact, Jack. And Joe Getty. Joey, baby. I love entertaining people. I'm strong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. So it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I, uh, I have concerns about... Uh, alternate modes of transportation to the typical thing that we've been driving our whole life. You put gasoline in and you drive around. The good old internal combustion engine, yes. It, it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't bother me that times can change or there could be something better than that out there, but I am pretty worried about the government forcing us into something that isn't as good. Um, that, that not, and we, we don't adopt it because we, we want it, but because they're making us either through you know, uh, eliminating lanes uh, in your town like they're doing in lots of cities where they eliminate lanes just to make traffic so congested that it actually is faster to ride a bike so people give up. Or the subsidies that they got out there for electric cars. Because the electric car technology has not been enticing enough for people to want to buy electric cars yet. Not even close. I'll give you the numbers all the time, but it's a tiny percentage of people that have bought electric cars. Half of all of them are in California. Most of the country has no interest in them whatsoever. And Tesla is a game changer. Without Tesla, it's almost unmeasurable, the number of electric cars out there that anybody wants. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that gets a lot of people to buy electric cars or businesses to buy electric cars is the incredible taxes incentives that government gives out. And so it's, you know, picking winners, losers in the free market. And I hate that. And here's a good example of it right here. Rivian. Have you even heard of Rivian? I accidentally came across it like a week or so ago because I'm in the electric car world now as a as a Tesla driver, and uh, somehow I was googling around that and Rivian came up. Then I checked it out and pretty cool looking truck, and it's a company that's been around for years. This week it went public and is already worth more than General Motors. That's insane. What? Um. What? How is that even possible? It has sold. What's the number I had here? 156 vehicles in its <laughs> entire history. It has sold 156 vehicles almost entirely to its own employees. Wow. Yeah. 12-year-old company being held hailed as the next Tesla. When Tesla went public in 2010, it had $93 million in revenue and was valued at under $2 billion. Rivian, on the other hand, which I told you has sold 100-some vehicles, might make a million dollars this year. Might. Uh, has raised nearly $12 billion already. So Tesla was valued at under two. It's raised $12 billion. It went public this year or this week. Investors rushed in, and this is almost entirely because of the incredible government subsidies that are out there for uh, to, to incentivize companies to buy Rivian vehicles. Well, what's really mystifying to me about this whole thing is that all the big names, Ford, has some great electric vehicles. GM does. Nissan, Toyota, they all have electric vehicles and or hybrids, I guess. It's got something to do with where the uh, incentives come down and the price of your car and Rivian found the sweet spot, which actually gets to what you were talking about earlier when the government starts getting involved uh, with winners and losers and offering, you know, um, uh, incentives to this company. Yeah, everybody plays the game of playing to the government benefit, not sure. to what the customer wants. Right, right. Rent-seeking uh, yeah, and so or they're... just manipulating bureaucracy. Any citizen of the Soviet Union could explain how that works. 
Um, General Motors made a bunch of uh, comments about how this is ridiculous that Rivian is now worth more than we are. It is ridiculous. Rivian had on their prospectus for uh, people that wanted to invest in the brand new company that you just heard of. That uh, regulatory requirements and incentives, as well as future bans on the sales of internal combustion engines, are our tailwind. So the government, specifically, their pitch on why you should buy their stock is that, yeah, the government's going to weigh in and make it easier, the the, the best way to buy a vehicle, whether you want an electric car or not. And they're going to do away with the kind of cars you usually drive. So, hey, that's the way it's going to work. It doesn't make any sense, though. Obviously, it doesn't make any sense that a company that sold 156 vehicles is worth more than General Motors. Yeah, it seems just insane to me. Of course, you know, a lot of this is speculation, too. Sure. If if I buy an overvalued stock at 175 bucks a share, but I have reason to believe uh, there are suckers down the road who will buy it for 200 a share, I'm buying it. And you got Tesla hanging out there with everybody invests at all in America kicking themselves that they didn't buy Tesla stock earlier or at all. Thinking maybe I'm going to get in on this one. Yeah. Yeah. And fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. It scares me. It scares me when the market's going up and down like this and it just doesn't make sense. Brief word from our friends at CarShield. Traveling for the holidays. Do you want to get stuck somewhere this time of year because your car broke down? No, you don't. That's why you need CarShield. Oh, yeah. Repairs like that. So expensive. Such an enormous hassle. Taking care of covered repairs with CarShield and their administrators is easy. They handle the paperwork and the expensive payments so you don't have to. So month-to-month insurance for your car could save you thousands thanks to the protection plan. I'm not worried about costly winter repairs. So you get to choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield gets the rest taken care of. CarShield even provides coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental coverage, trip reimbursement, all at no additional charge. Again, it's a monthly coverage situation. Fits your budget, whether your car is 5,000 miles on it or 150,000 miles. CarShield has a plan for you. And CarShield has helped over a million drivers, America's number one auto protection company. Just go to carshield.com slash Armstrong to save 10%. That's carshield.com slash Armstrong. A deductible may apply. Click on carshield.com slash Armstrong. Uh, speaking of technology, I just I want to make it clear that uh, we at the Armstrong and Getty Show condemn what I'm about to describe. Okay. San Francisco school school district leaders got together for another online equity committee meeting, uh, discussing the uh, if you're familiar with this the uh, is it Lowell Lowell Elementary or Lowell School that used to be merit based and now they've decided that's uh, white supremacist and they have to have an equity committee and and uh, carefully design quotas and and uh, lift the people of color up and keep the white oppressors down etc cetera, etc cetera. so they're having an online meeting shortly shortly after the start of the committee's meeting Dr. Amos Brown president of the NAACP was suddenly interrupted by what sounded like a garbled voice and some laughter the attacker repeatedly used a racial epithet which of course is completely uncool School board president Gabriela Lopez said this is the same school board that wanted to take Abraham Lincoln's name off schools and George Washington's Washington's name off school and even Diane Feinstein, right? Yep. It's the same people. Okay. So, uh, they're uh, apparently the voice was laughing at people who were shocked by what was happening and called them out by name. <coughs> Excuse me. Allergies. Um, uh, using racial epithets again, totally uncool. The attacker also displayed pornographic images to the entire group. Which uh, Jones, the uh, the school board uh, person, I think it was Jones, doesn't matter. Um, Deborah Jones was a member of the committee. Um, it's the exact same type of harassment in an attack on a Lowell diversity meeting earlier this year. 
So they had an online woke meeting interrupted by pornography and unfortunate slurs. They finally got together to have another one. Same thing happened. Yeah, don't go with the racial slur stuff. No. Well, pornography is a little questionable. Too. Yeah, and you don't even need to do that. I just like, a, you know, never-ending clown emojis. <laughs> For instance. To take a page out of James Lindsay's uh, book. Yes. Said Ms. Jones, it's the same type of people that did not want to deal with the realities of the toxic, unhealthy, racist environment at law. That's law has a toxic, unhealthy, racist environment. Yes, so Hilarious. they had to shut the meeting down and cancel it. And that is too bad, because they didn't get to their equity. They didn't get to the utopia. You know... Too much, too much porn and slurs. Again, trolls. Trolls. I respect your art, the gentle art of trollery. But if you take the high road with your trollery, then we can, like, openly endorse it. Right. But and you've inc- gone too far, friends. You've gone too far. Yeah, we can flat out encourage it. If you yeah. just go with clown emojis or and something. No racial epithets. I mean, or, or recite dirty limericks or something like that, but no racial if epithets. You knew for goodness how, sakes, it's if, hurtful. If you knew how to hack in, yes. into into Zoom meetings. All day long yeah, in when, answer to the question you're about to ask. When would you stop? <laughs> when you fell asleep or you had to go to the bathroom? I mean, when would you stop hacking into Zoom meetings? <laughs> well, I suppose it's like some some days I feel like I've played too much golf. My wrist hurts. I gotta. I just got to lay off for a few days. It'd be like that. I mean, I would do it and I would do it and I would do it until like I had a sore uh, mouse hand or something. <laughs> my hacking thumb is in, sore from clicking my mouse. Hacking into stiff Zoom board meetings with with variety of uh, hijinks would just be god dang it it would be fun. oh is that what you think i think you're an idiot i'm sorry what was that i said i think you're an idiot you idiot oh please all day long i think the best thing to do <laughs> if, if i knew how to do it <laughs> hey hackers you can have this one for free or you know teach me how to do it hack into like big zoom meetings where there's clearly enough people that not everybody like knows everybody yeah. and then you're just a guy in a tie and a shirt you know, with the with the an anonymous background, and then you right. just join in the meeting whenever you feel like it. I think we should. Uh, I think we should uh, buy elephants and start riding them around the hallways. <laughs> I think it'd be an easier way to get to you know just stuff like that. And sure, everybody's some wondering, days you'd that? feel some days you'd feel like subtle trolleries. Some days you'd feel totally over the top fart noises and calling people idiots. You know, just you'd have to t- test your mood and plus, <laughs> you know, don't put up. Porn, no, up, no, like, no, no. Wildlife films, or you know, two dogs making love in the park, or something like that. It's funny. I just want to be a guy in the meetings, any, if, waiting for question time. Any questions? Yeah. Uh, is there any chance we can start being pantless here at the workplace? I just, I, just, I find pants constricting. I feel like I could increase my quarterly dividends by twenty five percent if I could go without pants. Just anything to throw sure. them off. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I wish I knew how to do that. I know it. How would you ever stop doing that? Mm. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I found this so interesting. Uh, Loyal listener Paolo with a uh, a quick email. As these graphs show, and I will discuss the graphs in a moment, because this is radio and you can't see them. As these graphs show, petroleum, natural gas, and coal account for 80% of U.S. energy consumption, adding up to about 80 quadrillion BTU of energy per year. 80 quadrillion. 
Applying the conversion factor with this calculator, and I followed all the links, uh, that comes to about 23 trillion kilowatt hours of electricity needed to replace the energy we're currently getting from fossil fuels. 23 trillion, okay? Remember that. The U.S. currently produces about 4 trillion kilowatts annually, uh, of which about 59% comes from fossil fuels. Um, that's interesting. So anyway, so it looks like getting off fossil fuels will require that we generate five to six times as much electricity as we currently are with, uh, with, uh, the solar power, et cetera. At the same time, uh, for instance, PG&E plans to close the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant, which cleanly provides about 9% of California's electricity, despite the fact that a joint study team from Stanford and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology said that it was well worth keeping the thing open. But it's political pressures and, and just half-informed readers of, of Mother Jones who are afraid of nuclear power that keeps shutting it down. Yeah, I saw this over the weekend. Solar farms require 400 times more land than a nuclear plant. Wow. Wow. For the same amount of energy. And you can't fool me. You don't grow solar panels on farms anyway. Exactly. It's idiotic. They're manufactured. Water them as much as you want. They won't grow. So here you go. Here's your U.S. energy consumption by source and sector. Um, petroleum provides 37%. Natural gas, 32%. Also a fossil fuel. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that they're practically tied. So we're up to 69%. Renewable. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's not go renewable yet. Let's, let's skip down to coal. Joe Manchin, 11.3%. So we're up to 80% now. And, uh, and, and nuclear, which to me is a green fuel, uh, the, the lefties don't believe it, but that's another 8%. So we're at roughly 88.7%. Uh, and sure enough, there's renewable energy, the green energy, supplying about 11.5% of America's uh, electric power. Even in 2021, oh. it's only uh, it's barely double digits. Well, actually, it, it was in 2019, just to be completely accurate. That's uh, the, the latest uh, year that we have figures for, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, let's say, it, let's round it up. Now it's at 13. It's the glorious solar revolution. We're at 13%. So you're talking about, even if we, you know, okay, let's be generous. America wakes up, we double nuclear. Hell, we two and a half times uh, produce the nuclear. Well, let's get that up to 20%, okay? So then you all you have to do is 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 somehow replace the 66% of uh fossil fuel power that we use with stuff that supplies such a teeny fragment right now. I mean, the idea that we are going to use and this is my point in bringing this up. It's such a stupid, wasteful, and, and, and deliberately corrupt plan that we're going to decimate the fossil fuel industry. For instance, I don't know, shut down pipelines and, and cancel oil leases and don't frack and don't uh, deal with the oil sands, uh, the rest of it. The idea that we're going to do that and instead turn to the technologies of today to, to, uh, supply that lost power is insane. And, 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 and we haven't even dealt with the question of if, uh, and, and this is the fantasy, all of America's internal combustion engines become electric engines. Well, that's going to put an enormous new 
load on the power grid, new demand. So the numbers we were just throwing around are are, are not even as big as, as they would be. So we are at such a teeny, tiny percentage of the capability we need to go green at this point. And the... The investment needed with today's technology to do that would be just mind-bogglingly expensive. I mean, nobody can even calculate the number. It would cause, as Jack pointed out, just vast swaths of the American landscape to be covered with solar farms, which would have to be torn out and those panels recycled because, and I'm sorry, and gigantic wind farms going, woo, woo. And producing power sometimes when it's windy. Um, we are so, we are light years away. I want to watch a movie, honey. Do you think the wind will blow tonight so we can watch a movie? Exactly. The president, one of his more hilarious comedy riffs, the former president. Uh, we are so far from Greta Thunberg's uh, idea of what we ought to be doing for energy. We would collapse the world economy five times over. And, and as I said, we, we need to, Instead of making the big switch, decimating the economy, and trusting today's totally insufficient technology, we need to have a, a moon race, a technological race, and it's already going on for tomorrow's technologies. Meanwhile, keep producing fossil fuels as cheaply, as cleanly, as safely, and as domestically as possible while we're working on those technologies. Because the idea of solar and wind is going to power us is idiotic. Might as well say unicorn farts. Armstrong and Getty. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Talked earlier about um, uh, some of the fines. There's a list of fines that are out for airline passengers. I find this kind of interesting, what you get fined for and how much. Flying is back as a mode of travel. A number of airports reporting that it's about as crowded as it was pre-pandemic now in the parking garage and security and everywhere else. You know when you're going to get foul she's hot and sour bat fever? My new and probably <laughs> unnecessarily clunky name for it. Uh, you know Coronavirus! You know when you're going to get it? You're on the plane. You sat down during boarding. It's all those people hovering over you, waiting to stow their bags and sit in their seats. That's when you got the COVID raining down on you. Coronavirus! That's right, Dr. Cardi. You could be right. Yeah, once everybody sits down, the aggressive filtration of the planes begins. You're fine, but getting on, getting off, man. Oh, boy, COVID city. I sure would like to know where I got COVID. I, I really would like to know when I got it, who I got it from, how. I don't have any idea. I don't have the slightest idea. Anyway, fines that they put out to airline passengers. We mentioned some of the more expensive ones earlier, but here's some fines. Here's a $9,000 fine against a passenger who was stomping and or kicking the feet of passengers behind him what on the? an American Airlines flight. What an the, ass. The only way you could do that is if somebody stuck their feet way up underneath your seat, I guess. Like, yeah, how are you stomping and or kicking feet behind you unless I, you stand up, walk back there, and commence kicking? So there's a website called, I don't know, what, I remember what the name of it, but it's something like gnarlyfeetundermyseat.com <laughs> or something like that. But it's it's people who particularly who who, who take off their shoes and or socks and stick their feet way up underneath your seat. So you're like, 
He's got a picture of a guy. This is what I got to look down to today. You look down and it's he's old, not particularly taken care of, gnarly feet. An aggressive no. scent. You know, like stuck clear into your uh, leg yeah, space? Yeah, Oy. stuck clear. So like if you look straight down, you bend over and look straight down in your seat, you're looking at their their toes. I don't like that at all. That's disgusting. It's a sick enough. But apparently there's a website for, for, for taking pictures of people's. Look at this person's feet up on my armrest. Gross. Well, that's that's why I carry a battery-powered uh, curling iron on all flights. <laughs> oh, Anybody does that, I burn them. Let's show you. Well, this guy was stomping on their feet and uh, got a $9,000 fine. Here's somebody who got a $17,500 fine against a JetBlue passenger who allegedly pushed and yelled at a crew member. Again, I'm surprised it's not higher than that. Police met him at the gate. Um, uh, we mentioned the $23,000 fine for one passenger who yelled at a flight attendant because her seat would not recline. The FAA said she eventually agreed to switch seats with another passenger where her seat would decline. Recline. She's you're just an ass. There's got to yeah, be a special I... ass tax. <laughs> Controversial. Well, when I was just thinking, and there's like one European country, I think, that's done this with speeding tickets. It's a percentage of your income or your net worth. Because if I'm like LeBron James, rich, that rich, or I'm, I'm uh, like tech billionaire rich, so I, I fight a stewardess on a flight. They find me 12-5. I'm going to punch the guy who, who hands me the, uh, you know, the warrant. <laughs> I don't care. There's another 12-5. Anybody else want some? <laughs> I don't care. Who else wants a big punching? <laughs> right, exactly. So that's, that's crazy. But if you're me, yeah, I mean, that's a deterrent. I mean, if the chick with the reclining seat's destitute, whatever they hit her with that fine, whatever you said, I mean, that could be devastating. But if she's some rich biatch, and I'm guessing she is, or or just nuts, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. 23 grand fines. She was angry that her seat wouldn't recline. Also, she refused to wear a face mask. She was met by law enforcement at the gate. Oh, just, I, I would, what I would do if I was on that flight, I'd like to sit down. I want to know more about you. Sure. I want to know more about your marriage, about your kids, about your personal relationships, because you are clearly an ass. You are a piece of work, and I just want to know more about your miserable freaking life. Yeah, POW is right. A lot of refusing to wear a mask. $24,000 fine against a passenger who refused to wear a mask, threatened and cursed at crew members on a Delta flight. They seem to, the fans, fines seem to be pretty willy-nilly, because you got the cursed at or threatened you've also got this one twenty four thousand dollar fine for someone who elbowed and kicked a flight attendant Yikes. because they were asked to wear a face mask god i would think you elbow and kick a flight attendant you're done you're going to jail you're getting a giant fine and you'll never fly again i would think yeah i wonder did they mention that guy a number of years back who climbed up on top of the beverage cart and uh grew a tail if you want oh oh the worst of expressions. He was riding dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Do you want to look up the details of that? You reference it a lot, and I feel like I it don't should... reference it a lot. It's... I represent it. When I, re- I reference it when it's appropriate, folks. He references it daily in the <laughs> office or walking <laughs> in the halls. That's at not... least daily. That's you not... having a good time, Joe. Crime is up. Let's talk protection with Simply Safe. 
If you want your home to feel safer, there's no better time than now to check out Simply Safe. Simply Safe, giving our listeners early access to all their Black Friday deals, 50% off their award winning home security. Yeah, there's lots to like about Simply Safe. It has everything you need to make your home safe indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Simply Safe was even named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. You can easily customize the system for your home online in minutes and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. These are the biggest discounts of the year for Simply Safe, so no long-term contracts or commitments, really easy way to start feeling a little peace of mind with home security. Go to the website simplysafe.com, click around, customize it to your home. Take advantage of Simply Safe's fabulous 50% off your new home security. Just go to simplysafe.com/armstrong. simplysafe.com/armstrong save 50%. simplysafe.com/armstrong. Don't overeat before you get on an airplane, though. Okay, here we Fair go. Fair warning. One of Joe's favorite stories of all time. Here we go. <laughs> okay, it is. So here's here's the first question. This is considered the worst case of air rage ever by the FAA. It happened in 1996. I remember like it was yesterday. 25 years ago, Gladys. We were here's, already doing this very show. Here's the question. This guy, who, if he's still alive, is now 78 years old. Poor old guy. It, he was 52 at the time. Do we mention his name? Uh, why wouldn't we? He's a criminal. <laughs> the milk of human kindness is soured on his shelves, folks. He was an investment banker. Wall Street investment banker? You don't expect them to do this sort of thing. Yep. From, from Tony Greenwich, Connecticut. Rich guy, pissed off that they wouldn't serve him any more wine. Why'd they stop serving him, Joe? Gerald Gerard B. Finneran admitted to making a threat aboard a United Airlines flight from Buenos Aires to New York. Evidently, a little unruly. I need more to drink. Give me more to drink. (laughs) Badly wanted another glass of wine after the airline had stopped serving alcohol. I've been there. I need one more drink. That's all I'm asking for. In the hearing uh, later, he said, I became annoyed and said words that implied a physical threat. Yes. Mm. Asked if he told the attendant he would, quote, bust his ass. Finneran said he, he assumed, yes, I have said something to that effect. Authorities alleged in court papers that Finneran started pouring drinks on himself during the flight and had threatened one flight attendant and shoved another into a seat. Was he pouring the drinks at himself on purpose, or just so hammered he couldn't get the drinks in his mouth? Doesn't make that clear. Hmm. Later, Finneran allegedly lowered his pants and defecated on the food cart, using linen napkins as his toilet paper. (sighs) All right, got to let that sink in for a while. Mm. (laughs) How? Mm. I, I know we had this very conversation as younger men on this very radio show when this happened. Did he climb up on the cart? Is he a very tall man? Did he did he did <laughs> he put have his to be enormously tall? Did he put his feet on the armrests and straddle the cart? I think if I were to do that If and, you were and, given the challenge of it. Right. If someone were to put that challenge before me, I like your idea. Put a, a foot on a, 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 an armrest on each side. At any rate, moving along with the story, his attorney at the time, Charles Stillman, described his client as, quote, a marvelously decent human being. (laughs) 
I'm sure those are the very words <laughs> that, that sprang to the lips of the uh, passengers sitting next to the food cart. Wow, aren't you marvelous, marvelously... <laughs> What? Marvelously decent. Mar- you are a marvelously decent gentleman, aren't you? I'm sorry. I called it the food cart. It's the used food cart now, obviously. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. This, that would not be easy to do, to climb up on <laughs> Jack, that cart. What are hung you, up on the logistics. Well, just unless you're Simone Biles, just the body control need to... Simone Bowles, you mean? Hey, are you I'll, kidding me? Oh, where's the laugh track? Come That's on, good one, folks. Huh? Tough crowd tonight. Well, come on. Has cheats history. <laughs> oh, Senator McCain, sir. Please. Simone Bowles was what I said. The mic had caught off there. He is not a man with a problem. He's flown, flown more than 5 million miles without incident, said his attorney. Actually, the defecation was not mentioned in court. Um, he said he had an intestinal illness. <laughs> oh, we, we've all had intestinal problems, and none of us have climbed up on any any sort of table or cart or anything like that and done our business. None of us. Not not often. It says here that after he did that, food service was canceled due to the conditions. What? Why? Canceled. <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna cancel the food. What? I was about to get uh, some tater tots. I was looking forward to that half-hot burrito. Oh, 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 my God. They canceled the food service on the plane after he did that. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. My appetite's not so good over here. Speaking for myself. You didn't need Who to cancel me? it. Who the f*** wants me? There he is. Nobody was hungry at that point, I'm sure. The crew sprayed perfume all over the cabin to try to suppress the smell oh. as they tried to uh, find a place to land the plane. Oh, anywhere. So, anywhere. Somewhere. By the time they landed, he had calmed down and returned to his seat. Boy. Well, he'd done what needed to be done. He had to be thinking, oh, darn it. I'm My gonna, work here is through. I'm going to pay a price for this one. Hmm. Yeah, probably shouldn't have pooped on the food cart. I'm not sure I thought that one through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably ought to take a look at my drink. <laughs> Were you drunk, Gerard? Yeah, it's food cart crap and drunk. Are you kidding me? It's one step past knee walking drunk. Oh, my oh, Lord. Oh, oh boy. Oh, what do you mean had, you canceled uh... the food service? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. It's the biggest investment in infrastructure in our nation's history coming out of an emergency year in which we spent $6 trillion. Is that the time to make our big investment? Some of you think it is. Some of you think it isn't. But uh, it was um, roundly applauded in all the media pretty much. Just, you know, this is obviously a good thing. There's no, no possible detraction could there be to a one. Oh, everybody agrees we need infrastructure help. Of Roads, course. tunnels, bridges. This is all good. Um, I was watching a little Morning Joe this morning on uh, MSNBC. I was happy to see their financial guy. He's a big-time New York capital dude worth like a billion dollars. He was Obama's car czar, Steve Ratner, pointing out a couple of the downsides to this $1.5 trillion thing that passed. 
There are things in there that were done in order to get a majority of the Senate initially on board. There's a billion and a quarter dollars in there for ferries in Alaska. Mm. There's five or six hundred million dollars in there for a railroad from Minneapolis to Duluth. I don't know how many people mm. want to go by train from Minneapolis to Duluth. There's money in there for high-speed rail that California's been trying to build for more than a decade yeah. through the Central Valley that nobody's ever going to take from anywhere to anywhere. Mm. So we do have to be really careful. Mm. You remember in the Obama administration, they passed over 800 billion, and there were questions after about how well that money was spent. Yeah. And so the, the, it's great to pass it, but now we got to spend it the right way and get the benefits we show won't. that you just talked about. We <laughs> won't. We won't. Yes. Remember when Barack Obama famously said the shovel ready jobs weren't quite as shovel ready as I was told. And everybody laughed. <laughs> that is funny. That's funny. A bunch, Good of my, one, Barry. <laughs> bunch of my tax money got taken for a job that didn't actually exist, even though everybody claimed it did. <laughs> that is hilarious. By the way, he also points out earlier in that little screed that it's not close to paid for. Maybe half of it is offset with various taxes and stuff they claimed, but at least half, if not more, is just borrowing uh, again on the future. But that's just a tiny blip of the amount of waste that's in this. So don't. I I saw somebody, uh, maybe it was me, somebody complaining about this thing passing. Oh, what, you don't like roads, bridges, and tunnels? No, it's just that I have no belief that that's all it is. And, of course, I can't believe the rest of the, rest of y'all, I've been paying for the California bullet train for years as a Californian. Now the rest of y'all have to pay for a train that, (laughs) as you even heard there on MSNBC, nobody ain't never going to ride that bullet train. It will never exist. And now y'all have to pay for it. I can't wait for when someday, it might be 50 years from now, they decide, listen, we just got to stop running empty trains up and down the track (laughs) from, you know, whatever it ends up being, you know, Bakersfield to, uh, I don't know, Roseville, California or something like that. I mean, you just got to give it up at some point. But when that day finally comes, speaking of the bullet train and probably a lot of these other projects, too, they'll say, well, uh, uh, ridership patterns changed and blah, 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 and nobody will say, oh, this was a theft from the beginning. I mean, this was a criminal enterprise. This was fraud from its very genesis. Anyway, so you guarantee there's a ton of crap like that in that one and a half trillion dollars they got spent over the weekend. Amtrak hopes to add new services in southern and western states for fans of going somewhere slowly and expensively. I, I look at trains virtually every trip I make. Well, I used to anyway. I love trains. I love train travel. I love looking out the window and watching this beautiful country go by. Every single time I look at it, I think... That's going to take me like three and a half times as long as it would be to drive at an enormous expense or 50 times longer than it would be to fly for roughly the same expense. So, no. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to plow billions. You know, it's funny when that very first thing he cited, a billion and a quarter dollars for uh, ferries in Alaska, I thought, no, he misspoke. It's not a billion. Then I realized, oh, wait a minute. This is like one and and i'm you know on a side and a side every time you hear a number for these damn bills it's a different one nearly a trillion 1.2 trillion 1.4 trillion it's it's, say anything you want folks when you're talking amongst your friends call it any number you want it's as accurate as anybody else's it's probably at least a third to a half more than what they're actually calling it almost certainly so what are you on I'm reminded of H.L. Uh, Mencken's f- fabulous quote, one of the best ones ever, that uh, every election is a pre-auction on stolen goods. 
And for reasons we don't need to dive into, the Democrats briefly grabbed a tenuous hold on both houses of Congress. And for that, we will pay dearly for generations to come because they have uh, crafted a way to steal more goods than have ever been stolen at a single time before. And there's at least a decent chance the Build Back Venezuelan bill uh, comes to fruition. I hope not. What did the the, uh, the brainiacs you follow, Jack? What what do they say? Is the, the thing got a chance? Uh yeah. Ugh. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ugh. Ugh. And then, you know, mere months later, the Democrats will lose 375 seats in the House. All right, that's an exaggeration. They will lose virtually every seat in the House. The the Republicans will have 99 senators and 429 congresspeople, and there will be very little they can do about the horrific spending without enormous political costs. Right, 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 right. God, don't even get me started on that. It makes me so freaking mad. I turned off all the Sunday talk shows yesterday. First of all, they're talking infrastructure constantly. Bored the crap out of me. That's why I want to move on myself from something when... Yeah, whatever Joe's done. But the, the the Democrats could lose the House next year. Who cares if I'm a Democrat? Lose. Sign me up for a loss right now. We just we're gonna spend five trillion dollars on stuff that I like. God dang it! Quit telling me about who won which race. It doesn't matter. The policy matters. God dang it! The the people who live in Washington D.C. just love the who won and who lost crap. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Who's in, who's out? That's, I, that's all it is. as a taxpayer, care about where my money's going. That's all I care about. I don't care who's in charge. I care about who's spending my money and on what. They, they're going to lose the house. Who cares? They won. They won. They won. They won. The left won. You know, I said it a lot when the, the movie was a hit, The Hunger Games, which, oddly enough, was uh, not about dieting. That's what I thought. I thought it was. You about, thought, you know, know, I'm trying to drop a few pounds. I'm going right. to watch Hunger Games. It's going to have yeah. nothing but tips for me. Right, exactly. Eat oh, lots spe- of salads. Then it'll, a third of the movie will be about exercise. Armstrong and Getty.